What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Secret Secret to Senior Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Scott, and I'm super excited to be here with you again today. I have Lisa here again for another rehash on about last this last episode about how this NFL uh, draft is related to senior care. Um, so if you haven't listened to it yet, I would highly suggest push pause right now and go listen to that episode because there are definitely reasons why the NFL draft and how it relates to senior care. Um, so the senior care basically and how it relates to the NFL draft. So the NFL draft just happened about a week ago now. Um, so the NFL draft, basically every team um, in a way gets about seven picks average a year. Um, they go through about a couple hundred, a couple hundred picks. And sometimes these players like to be drafted or not be drafted by the end of the draft. Um, and I just like it as a general rule that it's almost like a reset, a reset button. Um, because every year they get a reset as far as their picks go. Um, sometimes the teams have to worry about salary cap. But my mind is, is first of all, not every, I, I, I should have gone, I want to go more in depth about it, but because it's a short podcast, so I want to make it quick and not overdone. Um, but one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about that I didn't, didn't talk about is basically not everyone's dealt the same deck, deck of cards. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. because some people have different needs and have different teams. Like to me, it's always funny. Like you could be the best player going into the draft mm-hmm. and who picks you the worst team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause it's funny. Cause I always think of sports. Like if you're the top player in high school, you usually go to the top college teams you want. Mm-hmm. Like we had a family friend, like grew up in our hometown who was the top high school player in the state of California chose to go to the school of Stanford. Had a chance to go to Duke, but chose Stanford and was a top pick in the NBA draft when he got to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's funny because when you're in the, the chance to make it to the pros now, it's usually the, the worst teams get to pick you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I always I think I always think that's funny that it's the one time and as a college or as an athlete that you don't get to pick who you get to go to. Um, and I don't like to say that as far as our seniors and their needs, Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we get to yeah. be the lucky ones. <laughs> yeah. To give that information out. Yeah. yeah. I hate to say that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. That's why I always like to say, jump on the needs earlier rather than later. Um, cause the longer you wait, the harder it is to turn around. I always say it's kind of like if you're trying to back a truck up, if you can jump on the turn faster rather than. Mm-hmm. wait till it gets too far out it's to turn it back around <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're right yeah it's just or like a train if you're trying to stop a train like if you can stop it earlier rather than it's hauling tail down it can take miles before it gets actually stop and get that thing back under control um because the biggest thing is like again with the draft is these teams are all everyone's super excited when they're done like it's, i think it's funny like every team thinks they have a shot yeah they do all 32 mm-hmm. teams Mm-hmm. think to have a great draft but it's not until years down the road when you actually look back like oh that player didn't work out oh that dead player worked mm-hmm. out oh that player did um because i did a recap I, it's been about a year now that i did a, a pod i did a podcast and a blog about tom brady yeah and tom brady wasn't highly picked mm-hmm. um he was picked number 199 um by by the patriots and it's funny because it goes, I, I don't remember if I did it. I kind of went over how his attitude was like, hey, he went to the owner, Robert Kraft, the head coach, Belichick, and basically said, You're, I'm going to be the best player you've ever picked, the best decision. He made that decision himself. 
But I, I think really, I, but I think that's a lot to, of it. To work hard. Because he went to a school out in the Bay Area, went to Sarah, and then went to Michigan. Like he was a high recruit, obviously, to get to the school of Michigan. But once he made to Michigan, even his senior year, like he was fighting a freshman. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> that's I what, remember that. That's yep. what I thought yep. was funny because you think of this guy who's made all through those years, he's fighting a freshman. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of what hurt him going to the NFL draft. And that I think it was ESPN did a special, I think it was the six quarterbacks that he was fighting against. Yeah. And who beat him out in the NFL, which I think is funny because you think of Tom Brady and you're like, that dude's the best player ever. I think it has to do with his mindset. Oh, it's all mindset. Because I, I think mm-hmm. I showed you a picture of him of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of when mm-hmm. he got drafted. Oh, yeah. he did, It doesn't even look like Tom at all. Not even that it doesn't look like him. They, oh. they, they've made jokes that he runs, not like a gazelle, like he runs like a baby giraffe. Like it's super funny and awkward. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Like, But that's the thing, though, is like his position, like he mastered what he was good at. Exactly. And he perfected it. He perfected his... Um, endurance and his drive but and- not, it's not, i don't think the endurance is that it at all like his his thing is like he just sits back in his spot like he doesn't have to run right he works on like his craft yeah. that's why i said he works on his craft like yes he knows that football is 80 percent mental yes yeah. like mm-hmm. this that like you can go through these key factors like he's one of the fastest to release the ball so he doesn't have to run yeah exactly and that's yeah, why yeah, he yeah. he's only been hurt really one time in his nfl career when the guy ran over his little rolled over his leg on that i think it was a, i don't want to say it was an accident we'll call it an accident but other than that like there's a reason why he doesn't get hurt yeah yeah because you always hear these nfl careers are three years three four years long mm-hmm. and yeah. this guy is now lasting 21 about 20 years i know yeah he's one of the oldest ones right yeah so it's just his mindset that he decided to take that he faced that challenge mm-hmm. that he had been picked at 199 um but uh it was a, his mindset to get his head wrapped around what he was supposed to do to and me, face to me it's always funny because when it comes to sports like he went to a team that at the time was historically bad mm-hmm at a pick number wasn't very good Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the draft. Mm -hmm. So you had all these things like I go over like why in the last podcast, basically why a lot of the players don't work out. And the top one tends to be just not a good fit. Yeah. So there goes an ambulance going by. You Uh, know, it's beautiful out here where we're sitting while we're doing this with you guys. But yet, you know, you get all the sound effects in the background. Yeah, so like right now we're in the backyard, Elisa's backyard. So it's a nice little golf course. So sometimes you might hear a golfer swing by, but this time it was an ambulance. Or you might hear the neighbors watering his grass. Um, but yeah, so basically the number one reason why they go, I was studying was just not a good fit. So it's either two different playing styles. You have one person, a player play one playing style, and a coach might want to run a different system. And so that's why these kids who are good in college – Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, don't make it in the uh, next league. Yeah, right. And to me, that's always funny because when you come to senior care, like you work with your family, like it's mm-hmm. easiest, closest knit as far as a fit goes. Like even you can have different personalities, but still be a good fit as far as family goes because you know them better than anyone else does. So true. So true. Like to mm-hmm. me, it's funny, like being in senior care for more than 10 years, like I've worked with people four or five years of caring for them Mm -hmm. and you're still learning things out 
Yeah. Like, as, as time goes on. Uh, to yeah. me, it's funny because then you look back and you're like, oh, why did and you had, I would constantly like we had uh, this wanderer. I'll call him. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to go say give him a name, but he worked with him. He was a wanderer, mm-hmm. sneak out of the house. And he had we put a brace, uh, a, basically a tracking bracelet on him mm-hmm. as far as so he monitors. He took nice part is he took possession of it. it was He felt like his own. But we were constantly learning about things. And we worked him for five years. Mm-hmm. And his wife was like, oh, yeah, he does this. Yeah, oh, yeah, he does this. Oh, yeah. And working five years into this. And sometimes you need the things to move a lot faster as far as the learning process, as far as our side goes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say nine times out of ten, it's best at home because the family knows them better than we could ever learn them at that speed. Right. And they're and- – they are in their own element, which makes them feel comfortable and safe. Yeah, because by the time, I, that's why I would say dementia is like a puzzle. Like they're trying to figure out the situation. And imagine you put them in a random puzzle, they don't get it. They're, they're going to get frustrated. Yeah. And right. so they're going to come in and out of that dementia in a way. And they're going to get lost and confused. And that's why I, I would say the family is the best. All the biggest things they need to learn is understanding senior care. Yeah, right. And so that's why I always say if you have the right tools... Mm-hmm. You understand the care and, and the biggest thing is then have a plan. And so we talk about the three things in our care essentials, our core essentials, as far as the care essentials go. And there's about three to four different things that you got to have and got to need. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, to me, it's scary. Like people are trying to wing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like winging it gets into trouble. So like if I had this NFL team or a team and I just try to throw random players together, like good luck. Well, or just throw the football around on that field. You're not going to get to the not, end zone. Not, not even that. Just, so if you want to throw the football, like even the right tools, like if I brought a baseball to a football, you're a baseball, you're like, dude, right. you're not, it's not going to work. Right. right so that right. goes back to the back to when I said have the right tools. Yes. And so that's why I like to use sports references a lot because I think sports, movies, books are easy to reference and are great things to learning tools to, to learn from. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I like to use sports. So again, if you have to have the right sports, plain equipment or tools otherwise mm-hmm. you're screwed you're not going to work yeah so if i <laughs> I, I use that reference like if i brought one sport equipment to another it's not going to work out and that's the same thing with senior care and you got to have the right game plan 100%. And that's when you're saying about the right just throwing the ball around it's like yeah mm-hmm. but even the right players again there's all these things that have to line up Have the right things in place mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. have yeah. it all in place um come up with your plan and to set things in motion. But again, adjust if you need to. Yeah, you have to build a pivot. And that's why we give you guys our free guide for as far as the gadgets go, so you know which tools to line up. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing for us that we really want to share with you is the carry essentials, which gives you the point to be able to pivot. Because as I gave a previous podcast called The Circle of Life, just like as a child, you're going to slowly develop. Mm-hmm. Usually yeah. dementia and seniors regress. And so you're going to need to pivot at different points. Um, and so that's what we really want to share with you guys today is as far as that goes. Um, do you have anything else you want to share with us, Lisa? You know, I think that we said it. We, I, I think that in this podcast that we have done together, that we've helped you understand that you got to have a game plan, the right equipment. <laughs> Or the right, um, what do I want to say? 
um, the right tools, I guess. We call them gadgets. Yeah. So mm -hmm. again, so I would say um, if you want to fast track your success, if you're taking care of yourself or your loved one, if you just want to create that vision or game plan, mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's through our Gary Essentials. But we also want to share you through the tools. So the tools are going to help you make living at home more safer, mm -hmm. and more viable option, as well as remove a lot of the risk in senior care. Because I, I hate saying this, but if you're taking care of yourself or someone else, you're not just potentially put them them at risk, but you can put yourself at risk if it's hurt your back or yep. not lifting properly or not using the right items. And that's why we gave you this free guide. It's called Safety Gadget for Seniors. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is go to secretsofseniorcare.com slash guide and you'll be able to download your free guide. Again, it's called Safety Gadget for Seniors. Um, you'll get an email sent out to you. Um, and the Safety Gadget for Seniors shows how family caregivers just like you and I can keep our safe, our loved ones safe and happy in their homes. Yeah, I think that that's the right, the right goal for them to just check that out and see. Yeah, because right now is the biggest thing I'm seeing is people just do things on the wing, and when they come to us and they're like, "Well, I just did this," and we've gone over stories back and forth, mm -hmm. and how people burn themselves out. I'm like, "Yeah, because you're not yeah. you, you're it's to me it's a lot of these tools as far as leverage goes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. It's some of these tools. Are on the pricer side, but most of them are cheap. They're not. They're a couple bucks. Right, 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 right. And mm -hmm. they can be used at all different levels. Um, there are tools that are more for more advanced as far as care goes, but a lot of them are for basic needs, which is to me is amazing. Like just the basic starting. It's a good starting point for sure. And yeah. you pick, you know, and not all of the tools in there might fit exactly at that moment. But you know what? You have them in your pocket, and down the road you'll be able to have that as a resource for you to reflect back on, to look at that and see if that's a good fit for your, your loved one. Or yourself. Yeah, or yourself and keep yourself safe and um, make it more enjoyable um, through all of this process mm -hmm. that you're going through. Um, and I think that it would be a, a benefit to have those in your pocket so that you have that as a resource that you can reach for. Yeah, because I always think the gadgets are the biggest part, is the starting key point. Um, because if you're just trying to wing it, if I give you this whole plan of care and show you how to do it, but you're not be able to leverage it with the gadgets, yeah. then you're going to burn yourself out either way. But So go to secretsofseniorcare.com slash guide, and you'll be able to download your free guide, again, called Safety Gadget for Seniors. And I just want to thank you again for listening to another episode of the Seeker to Senior Care podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Scott, and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.